Every day, the Rundown podcast keeps you in the loop about the people and places that shape Chicago. The show is possible thanks to the ongoing support of listeners like you who understand the value of our work to keep you engaged. Support the Rundown podcast at wbez.org slash rundown donate. And thank you. Good morning. I'm Adora Namigade, and this is The Rundown. The federal corruption trial for the longest-serving alderperson in Chicago's history begins today. It was five years ago that federal investigators raided the office of now ex-alderman Ed Burke. At that point, he had been in office for roughly five decades. Prosecutors accuse him of using his clout and powerful position at City Hall to force developers into hiring his private tax appeals firm. The defense is expected to argue that Burke is not as influential as he's made out to be. They're also going to try to convince a jury that he was a busy politician and that he wasn't really always up to speed on what was happening around him. Jury selection begins today in the trial that's expected to last at least six weeks. Burke stands trial with two co-defendants, longtime political aide Peter Andrews and developer Charles Quay. The trial for the father of the young man accused of committing the 2022 Highland Park mass shooting is also expected to begin today. Robert Cremo Jr. is charged with reckless conduct for signing his son's gun ownership application in 2019 when the shooting suspect, Robert Cremo III, was underage. Chicago Sun-Times reporter Dave Struitt is covering the trial and has some predictions. Prosecutors are going to say that he was reckless because he knew ahead of time that his son had made suicidal statements and violent statements against others and that because of that, he shouldn't have owned a gun. Stewart says he expects the defense to argue that those statements happened too long ago to be connected to the mass shooting that Cremo's son is accused of committing. That son remains jailed on charges that he opened fire with an assault rifle on parade goers July 4th, killing seven people and wounding 48 more. The father's trial is expected to last no more than a week. A new poll by the University of Chicago and the AP finds that a majority of Americans are concerned about the negative impacts AI could have on the 2024 election. Those concerns come with the context that many respondents, particularly older adults, don't really understand AI. Here's Ethan Bueno de Mesquita of the Harris School of Public Policy. Maybe half of Americans know about it and half don't. Those who know about it are pretty worried, though. He says that's because news coverage often focuses on the negative, including the use of deepfakes and chatbots to deceive voters. But de Mesquita says AI also has benefits. So making things like generating campaign materials cheaper, uh, making it easier to reach voters, creating like chatbots that are fun for people to interact with. De Mesquita says tech firms and government should better educate the public about AI. There are a lot of Chicagoans wondering how best to help with the crisis in Gaza. According to Dr. Narin Ahmed, people can contact their elected officials or use social media to call for a humanitarian corridor. Ahmed is with MedGlobal, a nonprofit that provides medical aid around the world. At the organization's annual conference in downtown Chicago this weekend, she said more humanitarian aid, like fuel, is not going to be enough to help the staff on the ground. They're feeling the moral injury of what can happen when you're not thinking straight and all you can think about is the, you know, the safety of your patient and wanting to do what's right for them, not being able to do that. So not just fuel, but a humanitarian corridor to let aid workers in to give relief. They need relief. That includes relief for MedGlobal's team of nine aid workers in Gaza. 
some quick things you should know before today's weather. The number of black freshmen enrolled at Illinois' public universities grew this fall, while their enrollment dropped nationally, according to new state data. This comes after the number of black students in higher education in Illinois dropped by more than a third from 2013 to 2019. Overall enrollment for this group is still down. But this fall, the number of black freshmen starting out at public universities in Illinois grew by 3%, bucking a downward national trend. Illinois lawmakers will consider several bills this week related to Chicago school board elections. The state legislature still needs to establish the geographic voting regions that board members will represent and how the board will go from partially to fully elected over a two-year period. The first school board elections will take place in November 2024. Today's weather, we're getting a warm spike with a high in the mid-60s and mostly cloudy skies. That will dip down to the mid-40s tonight. Tomorrow, we should see mostly cloudy skies again with a high in the low 50s. That's it for now. Coming up later today, a question. Who are the Chicagoans that embody the concept of Afro-optimism? I mean, you name it. I know growing up in Chicago and the Chicago land area and being a black person, there, there were so many like fairy tales, honestly, that we heard, but those fairy tales were real. We hear from Vocalo content director Ayana Contreras, an influential Chicagoan in her own right. Talk about culture-changing Chicagoans like musician Shaka Khan, Ebony Magazine founders John and Eunice Johnson, and many more. That's later today at 1 o'clock. I'm Adora Namigade. Thanks for listening.